Welcome to the Radio 191 FM podcast. When you hear a story about a new disease outbreak, polio is probably the last thing that comes to mind. Polio has largely been eradicated across the world since 1999 in what was one of the most effective long-term vaccine programs in human history. Despite our success in eradicating polio, it does occasionally reappear. On July, 20, on July the 21st, an unvaccinated man in New York contracted the virus, making, marking, marking this the first U.S. case of the, of the debilitating virus since 2013. This case has created headlines around the world and has prompted the Center for Disease Control to send a team to New York to determine how severe the situation is and, and investigate the case. Just how severe is this polio case? Joining me now to discuss this recent polio scare is Professor Peter McIntyre from the University's Department of Women's and Children's Health. Kia ora, Peter. How's it going? Kia ora, Uh Bill Gates recently warned that this polio case is a threat to us all on Twitter. How would you characterize the severity of this case? Well, it's really only an issue for the very small uh, number of people who haven't been vaccinated against polio. Uh, I mean, what's happened with this case is that um, it's it's a, a polio virus, which is a kind of mutated version of the one in the oral polio vaccine, because the oral polio vaccine, which used to be used in New Zealand up until about 2005, so... Uh, around 20 years ago, um, it contains um, an actual live polio virus which has been weakened, which you, you know, some people might remember their their children being, or babies being given it as drops. Um, and that that vaccine was very effective, but one of the problems is that very rarely, it, you know, the actual virus can mutate to a a strain of the virus which can cause polio, um, and as a result, you can get paralysis, one in maybe a million doses or so. But because there wasn't any polio in New Zealand, the decision was made that even that very small risk was too much, and so um, New Zealand and most other you know, high-income countries went over to the injected vaccine, which doesn't have any risk of that of, of the, you know, the, the virus and the vaccine changing. But what seems to have happened in New York is that, is that you know, presumably a uh, baby or a young child who'd received the vaccine, uh, the oral vaccine overseas, has, has um, you know, passed that vaccine virus out um, in, uh, you know, in stools. It's gone into the system. It's potentially... Um, circulated around the place without anyone knowing about it, um, which basically isn't a problem because, you know, uh, it doesn't really do anything if you are already immune to polio. But the the problem turned up in New York because there was this county um, with very low immunisation rates and and so, um, you know, someone who wasn't immunised came in contact with this uh, with this virus from the oral vaccine and, and, uh, and got sick. So... So, you know, it's a concern, but it's not a concern for people who are, are immunised. Yeah, like you said, um, the virus, it's been found in wastewater around multiple counties in New York, which yeah. prompted the state health commissioner to warn that there may be hundreds of New Yorkers infected with the virus. Just how fast could our polio spread in a high uh, urban density environment like New York? And what kind of protection can, you know, herd immunity offer those New Yorkers? Well, it's not, uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's herd immunity you talk about in different ways, I suppose, but, but it really comes down to are you immunised or not? And, and the thing is that, you know, with, 
Uh, even, you know, in a big city like New York, uh, the thing about it is that there's, there are good sanitation systems in place. You know, we've got sewage systems with, you know, there's good access to uh, water for hand washing. And so it's all the usual things that you would do just as part of good hygiene, which is not too hard to maintain um, somewhere like New York or obviously in New Zealand. Um, and ironically, one of the things that happened with polio was that, um, you know, it's obviously been around for a long time and it was in, you know, wealthier countries which had really, you know, good sanitation systems that polio started to turn up as a problem, you know, in the 1920s, 30s, you know, uh, some of the biggest outbreaks from the 1950s. And that was actually because good sanitation meant that people weren't getting uh, infected with polio as young children. They were getting infected um, as uh, teenagers or adults when the chances of getting paralysis, if you did get the polio virus, the, the wild one, not the vaccine one, were much higher if you were older when you first encountered it. So, um, you know, in countries where sanitation wasn't nearly so good, most people got it as children. And some of them did get paralysis, but it was much less likely to happen than it was in adults. So, so it was an example of where improved sanitation and improved health caused polio to become much more in your face mm. um, in, uh, in places like the US, which is where the vaccine was first developed in the 1950s. And so, and so we've sort of got used to not thinking about polio because it just hasn't been around in um, you know, the Western Pacific in general for you know, 20, 30 years. So, so this is a sort of wake-up call to say, well, you know, the, 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 the virus could still turn up um, most likely, uh, you know, um, from, you know, the vaccine. Um, and it's not something to be concerned about if you're vaccinated, but we've seen this happen in other countries like the Netherlands as well, where they've got little pockets, you know, in the country where there are people... You know, often for religious reasons, who who haven't got any vaccines, and and those people unfortunately are still susceptible to getting polio if it turns up. Mm. Yeah, that's true. What uh, what kind of um, response measures do you think that the New York Health Department and the Center for Disease Control can can use to prevent the spread of polio in you know communities that do not have uh, you know particularly high immunization rates? Um, what would you say would be the uh, yeah? What kind of what kind of techniques can they use? Would, would quarantining be a bit over overkill? Yeah, well, I don't think they'd be able to do that even if they wanted <laughs> to. You know, to be honest. Um, so, um, <clears throat> you know, it sounds like in these some of these counties in New York, unfortunately, the you know the the percentage of two year olds who've had all their doses is is down at you know sixty percent or something. Um, and that's why they've got this kind of gap, I suppose, you know, a chink in the armour, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm sure that the CDC and the public health people in New York will be working very hard to close that gap. Um, and I guess it will refocus attention on um, this issue of, you know, could you have um, circulating, you know, vaccine virus um, in other places? And I think it's also been detected in London. It's previously been detected at Israel. And uh, that's the reason why the WHO recommended some years ago that actually we move to a situation where even in, you know, uh, low-income countries, the first dose is an injection and then you get the oral dose later to try and avoid this problem turning up. But we're still... We're still in that final stage of trying to say, can we actually get rid of polio altogether, just like we got rid of smallpox? 
Um, there are still a few pockets uh, around the world where polio is still circulating, you know, the original polio. And then there's a number of other pockets where the problem of the, of the vaccine virus potentially causing polio exists when you've got low immunisation rates. And we've seen this in the Philippines. We've seen it in New Guinea in the last few years. So it's, it, it, it's not just um, places like Afghanistan and Africa. It can be closer to home. But the answer to all those problems in all those places is just getting the immunisation rates up as high as we possibly can. This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.